everybody. Welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. All right, here you go. What happens when the Fed raises rates by 450 basis points? Come on. That's an easy question, right? The answer, inverted yield curves. Now, we've talked about this before, but I thought it would be a good idea to give everybody a little bit of an up-to-date status on where we are. So based upon arguably the two most closely watched yield curve gauges, that's going to be the Treasury three-month, 10-year, and the Treasury two-year, 10-year spreads, the degree of inversion has now either set a record or it's at its most negative differential in over 40 years. So why is this historical inversion of importance? Well, obviously, when these spreads have mentioned uh, or moved into negative territory in the past, it was a precursor for an upcoming reception. Uh, the time lapse between when the curves went into the minus column and an economic contraction actually took place did vary. The un end result was unmistakably still the same, and that was a recession. You know, and, and as I mentioned, we've talked about this before, and, and I readily acknowledge the past relationship between inversions and recessions. But, you know, going forward, I was always talking about some nuances we needed to consider, which could render future predictability of an inverted yield curve maybe a little less straightforward. And specifically, that was the role of quantitative ease or QE, really just coming out front and center where prior episodes, the Treasury market was not under the spell of the Fed's QE program. Now, the jury's still out on whether the yield curve inversions of 2019 would have led to a recession without the adverse impacts of the COVID-related lockdowns. But make no mistake, before that, certainly when a curve went inverted, typically that was the case. So let's focus on the current state of the yield curve and getting back to the potential effects of QE on the curve. My argument centered along the lines that perhaps we needed to see a deeper and longer lasting inverted situation that it would have been in the case in the past. So, so remember, right? So acknowledging history, but saying, hey, you know, maybe there are a little bit of touches that we need to consider that are a little bit different this time around. Even some officials at the Fed have made a similar case in terms of a longer lasting or deeper inversion. From a length perspective, the inverted nature of the curves, they're, they're pretty much at or close to what we've seen in the past. It's the magnitude of the negative spreads of this inversion that really stands out. So let me give you a little bit of a perspective here to where we are. The three-month, 10-year spread reached as wide as negative 132 basis points in mid-January. Two-year, 10-year differential that got to as high or low, depending upon how you want to look at it, right, as minus 84 basis points in December. As I'm talking to you now, there's still at historically inverted readings of 105 and 77 basis points, respectively. Now, just taking the three-month 10-year for some additional perspective, prior to this most recent episode, the peak negative reading during the 2006-2007 inversion was minus 62. And for the 2000-2001 period, the high watermark was negative 82. Remember, I said we're at negative 105 right now. So here you go, right? I, I was just watching, I think, the Honeymooners or something, and it came to my mind. The $64,000 question, obviously not adjusted for inflation these days, right? What is it? Is a recession inevitable given the inverted nature of the Treasury yield curve. 
Now, if history is any any guide, right, one would come to the conclusion the U.S. economy is headed towards contractionary territory. It's just a matter of when. But when you're looking at economist estimates for Q1, real GDP here in 2023, the recession may have to wait. In fact, the Atlanta Fed's GDP now forecast, which, by the way, is no worse, no better than any other out there. But that has the economy growing by a little more than 2% in the first quarter. The recent blockbuster jobs report has also created a narrative that perhaps the Fed can achieve their ever elusive soft landing. But, you know, as I'm talking to you here on this podcast, the consensus is still projecting negative GDP to show up in the second and third quarters of the year. Nothing big, nothing big, just, you know, little minus signs for the second and third quarter. Remember the quote unquote technical recession of 2022, right? We had something similar occur then. So once again, this this isn't a, a clarion call that the economy is going to go into a great recession like we saw after the financial crisis, but that, you know, you could see that textbook, that technical two quarters in a row of negative GDP occurring as we go into, say, spring and summer of this year. Bottom line, it's just another factor to keep volatility elevated for the money and bond markets, a recurring theme for sure. So I'm going to end it there. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.